Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I had to double check. Yes, we have made it to Wednesday. My, the jet lag has hit. Good luck it's, with me today. It's, it's here now, huh? It's just kind of Good down, luck. down the hill. and <laughs> I take no responsibility for the next four hours. Um, yeah, kind of like late last night and then this morning, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a day. Did you the, get the, any decent sleep? Gonna... Since when? Like last night. Oh, no. no. Like not since Sunday. I mean, Saturday, <laughs> Friday, whatever, whatever it was. So it, it's been a while. But today was the day where I woke up. And it was just like hit by hit by a truck. Yeah. So I'm in fleece. I understand it's all still like nice and and it, it ice like in the studio. It is definitely meat hanging weather here in the studio. So uh, I came armed after yesterday. I figured, okay, you know what can I do? And I did indeed. I stopped off at the Walgreens this morning on my way in and uh, went down, went all the way to the back to where the discount candle section is and loaded uh-huh. up. <laughs> so now the studio kind of looks a little bit like the, the video for Wrapped Around Your Finger by the police. And uh, it, Colin was asking me if I also scattered rose petals on the floor. I did not. I did not, <laughs> Colin. Just the candles. Me, he was like, if you're cold, I can come give you one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I asked him if that's going to come with dinner and some red wine. <laughs> so I have two questions that are not supposed to sound snarky but probably will uh-huh. sure um has anyone informed anyone yes. in our building with yeah. any authority yep to fix it mm-hmm. yeah on the way out okay. yesterday happened to uh, catch one of the engineers again whose job this isn't in the hallway but uh, but yeah they're the only ones who can do it so i, I just yeah, and, and even iterated to him. I was like, I just, I don't feel like I should be coming to you with this, but here it is. So yeah, he was very cordial and very receptive, but here we are. At the very least, he would know who to call. That's true. Or or who in corporate has to authorize <laughs> whomever, what level of communication has to happen yeah. to call a guy that can well, fix a thermostat. Yeah, and it, well, the funny thing is, I was informed there's a valve in the ceiling right outside the studio that's broken, and so it's one of those things that's supposed to be. We know that it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a metering valve, so it's not just an on-off thing. Except now it is, so it's either on or off, which is why it was so hot in here for so long, is that the heat was constantly running. So this room in particular was always brutally hot and we complained about it enough that they went up and said, okay, well, fine, we'll just shut it to off. And now the heat doesn't work in here. So <laughs> it's uh, like, it literally is, it's, it's either 90 so, or it's five. So John, you got any tools? 
Got yeah. any tools well, there? See, that's we what have I'm YouTube I, I want and them, smart listeners. No, literally, I want them to show me the valve yeah. like, and how you open it. Because I'll go up there and do it. I'll take the bullet so that they don't have to keep coming down here and messing with this stuff. I will absolutely do that. I'm thinking we got four hours and that mic <laughs> reaches to that door. Yeah. And we can do, we can just turn, I'm take one of those mics that's closest valve. to the door. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the guest mic that's closest to the door over there reaches, <laughs> pot that one up a little bit, and we can just do once. the play-by-play. This is a true story. I actually repaired an iPhone. I, I, I replaced an iPhone screen in the middle of a show one time. That was that was a kind of a fun day. So <laughs> Dana Wright just texted me and said she's bringing in a space heater. <laughs> so that was the other question that I was going to ask that was going to sound like I was trying to be smart, but not that candles don't create great ambiance but they're oh, yeah. not known for generating a lot of heat but it's, why didn't you bring a space heater yeah, instead i didn't have one and i didn't want to i mean i don't want to spend that kind of money this was like 10 bucks worth of candles so i believe jay edwards has one that sits right like hidden away me. i think it's hidden away. i think it's right well you should be using that over here yeah why are we just the, now talking about that <laughs> i completely forgot about it we but. never do anything off the air like yeah. off the air no. we're always just like mom and then it, you know the mics go on and we're like so i got this pain in my side yeah no, yeah it's, it's that and then we solve things but it has to happen on the air first we don't do the solving of things until no. <laughs> like we do talk off the air but it's the on the air talking that solves the problems so you bought candles i did yeah. But you would not spend the extra ten bucks on a space heater. Not only did I buy it, well, I can you get a space heater for ten bucks? I, I mean, want, I got a very tiny this? one next to me right now. Do you want this space heater? <laughs> Dana's now accusing me of having a seance. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Amy Anderson asked if I was uh, if I was trying to raise the dead. <clears throat> I told her I think I got Bob Weir's number around here somewhere, but uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure. So no, there there will be. And the funny thing is, I just noticed this as we were talking about it. All the candles I bought are very tropical. One of them, I love this. One of them like unscented. Yeah, what, no, one of them is called Maui, and the other two are pa- pa- papaya mango. So, oh, it's, at least no, they complement each other. Colin, you take the space heater. It's 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 colder in there than it is here. It's you're all oh, for the man. love. Thank can somebody get a second one? <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, they're twenty or thirty bucks. Can we get a yeah. second one for the other side of the studio? Nah, Did you tell fine. me six ten is like nice and toasty yeah, next were, door? They were fine yesterday. Yeah, we I, share a wall with them. Why. Right, right. So, yeah, I walked by and uh, I walked by and, and uh, Gold is in there and he's in a T-shirt. I'm thinking, dude, what? What? And I opened the door. No, it was fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Collins and his winter coat <laughs> yeah, with like the big with thick. The, the sheep fur. You know, <laughs> the, what, wool is what they call that. Yes, that's the fur that comes from sheep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just not, like a wool line denim. What I'll say. That's is, a really nice jacket, oh, by the way. Thank you. Uh, it is not as cold in here as it is in there. Okay. I don't know why that is. But uh, it, it, it's a room, good. maybe we, we we'll get it figured out. And yeah, you know, it was bad because Parks came in here yesterday and he was like, what happened in here? <laughs> it's was he in pants, not shorts. Oh, that no, he was telling. in shorts. Yeah. He, you know, he was he didn't know, you know, up until showtime. So he walked in in shorts. And yeah, I'm sure he was blue by the time the show ended. Don't we have like a company holiday thing today? Yeah, the big party is tonight. I make no guarantee, by the way, that I make it in the state that I'm in. I don't know that I should be driving in the state that I'm in. Um, but I think that that's your opportunity to maybe go to, to just, like the big boss and say, hey, yeah. can I have 25 bucks in petty cash yeah, to go like, buy a, hey, uh, a space heater? Come outside with me for just a second. Okay, you feel this? <laughs> this is what we're working in every day. Somebody said, Sam said yesterday, we can't have open flame in the studio. Yeah, what? I mean, it seems like not the best idea in the world. Why? I I mean, it's just candles. It's, I, mean, I didn't build a fire or anything. As long as you don't leave the room, right? Is yeah. that what they say about candles? I think, oh, yeah, I'll, I got my lighter here. I'll blow them out if I go away. 
it's it's never anything I've had to look up in the handbook about whether <laughs> yeah. we're allowed to have live flame huh. anywhere in the studio. Learn something I, new every day. And now I'm trying to think of why that would even be the case. Heat, like the, Sam said, no open flames. Multiple people are saying that now. Huh. Well, I, I guess I'm breaking the rules then. Was Sam That's making me. that up? I'm a loner, he, Dottie, a rebel. Does, is that from a position of authority? I have like, no is idea. That, until huh. somebody comes in here and tells me to blow the candles out, the candles are staying lit. There's so, no one here. Okay. There hasn't been anyone here for the past two weeks. There <laughs> was no one here when we were <laughs> that's, here, that's when true. Jamie was gone. <laughs> you know what we should do, maybe, is a show. I think maybe... <laughs> I think I'm having fun with this. I think we're... I think we're, What other problems in the world can we no, solve? I think yeah. that's... Well, there's you know? that thing going on over in Israel right now that uh, they're having a little trouble with. Maybe we could figure no, that one out, too. Let's not be ridiculous about oh, okay, it. Let, right. let's, sol- let's solve the ones we can solve. Too ambitious? Yes. Um, I'm waiting for someone to offer to bring you a space heater. Where are the people no, that Colin offer? Did. Colin I, I did. did. Just, yeah, I brought he, in he Jay brought Edwards' space heater. I got Jay Edwards' space okay. heater. So it's, it's all, all right. good. It's fine. So now we're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's all. I do so enjoy the candles, though. Eight minutes on the air to figure it all out. So good. Now we're there. So the Kansas City Current have already sold out their season tickets for the stadium that's How not open yet. that? I mean, yeah. yeah, sold. The season tickets are gone now for the 2024 season at the Big Cupcake. Uh, let's see. Fans can still get access to 2,000 seats available for single matches, group sales, and other ticket packages through the wait list. Um, I'm looking to see. Season ticket growth trends increase 135% since 2022. Um, when does the stadium open? When's what's I believe the... it's this year? Is it, are, are they not planning on play? Yeah, I, I, I think their their first season in the new stadium is going to be this year. They just put up the scoreboard, so yeah, yeah it's, it's huge. It's, it's getting close. Yeah, and it looks fantastic too. I mean, the whole place does, and it's such a great location. Um, <laughs> and right across the the uh, the water from the uh, casino there, so you know you can have a whole day of fun. Um, yeah, it'll. It's just it's just cool. It's just cool when it. Anytime something like that is supported so yeah. well, oh, no it's doubt. just neat. Um, so. <laughs> somebody said, I can claim it's a religious display. This is my menorah. Uh, well, we are on day five. So, yeah, I've got the right amount. Um, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Texter. You saved me. I thought we had this figured out. I thought, we were, <laughs> I thought we'd solved this now. Are, are we regressing just, back into solving problems we was, no longer have? I just thought it was a funny line. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the, congratulations. And, and the thing about the stadium is that, it, it to me, it seemed like it went up, like, almost overnight. It went yeah. from being just an open space with a sign to, mm-hmm. wow, that's a stadium. So, <laughs> yeah, good for them. I mean, and it shows a tremendous amount of excitement around just the sport itself. You know, there's going to be curiosity about the stadium, but you don't buy season tickets if you're curious about the stadium. You buy right. tickets to the first game. Right, right. Um, it just shows, yeah, like you said, more support for the team. Yeah. Speaking of going up overnight, you know that Ferris wheel uh-huh. that suddenly went up? At, well, we didn't have a Ferris wheel, and then the next day somebody said, what the heck is that? And you come All around that sudden, curve and boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are some concerns now about it. Uh, it did not pass the recent inspection. They wanted it open for Christmas. That was the goal. Yeah. It's not going to be open for Christmas. No. And and the I guess the Ferris wheel, the most recent inspection was okay, but uh, it, it's the restaurant that's underneath it? Or are they both, did they both not pass? Uh, the way it's written, KCTV5 is the version I have in front of okay. me. It says on December 6th, Oh, you're, um, 
Here's how they write it. On December 6th, the Penway Point Ferris Wheel Project had its building final inspection, although it's unclear exactly why the inspection failed. Neither, there were only two comments on the inspection sheet. Neither offered much insight into what went wrong. You're right, something's with the restaurant because they said the first comment says, shall resolve conditions of approval, and the second says, shall test kitchen hood. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, and that's small too. I mean, that's just making sure that little stuff is is fixed up. But they have to. I mean, before they open up, especially if you got a problem in the kitchen with the hood, that's mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Uh, and I'm sure it's something small, but they'll get it fixed. But yeah, the the wheel itself, I believe. Uh, yes, I saw the wheel was, itself passed okay. inspections. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I read further into this. Point being, not going to be open by Christmas. Right, which is what they were they hoping for. So you could go you know, over the Christmas holiday. And we talked yesterday about the fact that so many businesses are going to be closed in that week between Christmas and New Year's. That that's when you would want it open so that people would have a chance to go around, hang around downtown for a while, especially if the weather's decent. And uh, and then you know, top that off with a trip on the Ferris wheel and maybe a trip to the new restaurant as well. Again, one day it wasn't there. And then the next thing we knew, it was a big, and again, it's, I like that we're going to have it. It just looks like somebody photoshopped a picture <laughs> of a Ferris wheel into the skyline. Yeah, and I've heard, I, and I know you're not necessarily complaining about that. I mean, it looks a little no, odd. It's, it's like striking. It just, it's strange but, to me, yeah. But, but I've heard people complain about that in, in a yeah. much more vociferous way. Oh, it doesn't even look right. It shouldn't be there. And, and my thought is, take a look at the London Eye. That doesn't look mm-hmm. like it should be there either. But you know what? The thing has been an incredible success since it went up. So, hey, look, it, it, people dig that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you have thoughts there, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. Coming up, I want to go to the story out of Oklahoma. Um, those of you that hunt or spend more time in the water than I do, give me some insight into a story that sounds kind of strange. We have a guy, a young guy, that was hunting and goes into the water like a river to go collect what he shot. And he ends up drowning for one particular reason that didn't make a lot of sense to me. So we'll get to the story coming up here on KMBZ. All right, hunters, or those of you that for whatever reason in being outdoorsy have had to wear waders and go in the water with them, I need more insight into how this could have happened. I feel like we need to tell people what waders are on the off chance that you don't know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, hip waders or just waders are things that you wear if you go out duck hunting, which apparently this young man was, or hunting really anything, and you're in a really a wet, swampy area. Uh, and sometimes you'll see guys that, that do, um, oh, what's it called, fly fishing, where you stand in the middle of a river with a, a fishing rod. If you're in water that's uh, you know knee-deep or higher, you wear these things to just keep yourself dry while you're out there. Uh, and usually they're made of some kind of rubberized whatever. Um, you know, sometimes they're just as simple as that. It's just big rubber boots that go all the way up to your hips. And they can fasten on. I was, I was looking at a, a couple of different iterations of them online. And they can fasten on in a couple of ways. A lot of them have shoulder straps where you just put the waders on and you put the straps yep. up over your shoulders. I'm curious about it because I saw one where you hook it to your belt. And that's what I'm wondering about because when we first heard that this guy, he was walking along in the water, and then all of a sudden there was a drop-off. So he slid down into the water, and the waders filled up with water. He couldn't get back up, 
and ended up drowning because of that. And my first thought was, why didn't he just slip the shoulder straps off and go right up to the top? But he, Yeah, I wish we knew exactly what he was wearing. Yeah, they may not have had shoulder straps, I guess, is the answer to that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on Bass Pro Shops because I needed to see examples of exactly what we were talking about. And there are a few different versions. Like you said, there are some that just go to weight to your waist yep. and then stop at your belt. And then there are others that go up and then, yeah, like, like coveralls would. It is tragic. Uh, the guy t- was 24 years old. Uh, this was in Sooner Lake, for those who know Oklahoma. And as John said, he'd, he'd shot a duck and went out into the water to go retrieve what he had shot and walked out, you know, like fly fishing is a good example. You just kind of walk out into the water and you're in the waterproof gear to be able to do it. Somebody was wondering, how did he end up horizontal? I mean, I've had that happen while scuba diving. You know, you're you're just kind of walking out and then all of a sudden you had a drop off. Yeah. You're in murky water. You know, you're in a river and or in a lake in this case. And so you don't see it necessarily, especially, I mean, it could be three feet deep and you would hit a, a drop off and you wouldn't even see that. And he must have slipped. And those waders were, were just weighed him down to the point that he did not come back up. I'm interested that he went down to the bottom that fast because that's the, that, the part about it that I'm having trouble with is that the, the water inside his waders wouldn't be any heavier than the water outside his waders. So you would think that it would be almost the same as if you just if you were in a pool walking down to the deep end. And all of a sudden, you know, there's that drop off there that you don't just slam down to the bottom. You just kind of float down to the bottom. So I, I just kind of wonder, like, did he panic? Could be. You know, did he did he step and all of a sudden and, and I assume he can't swim. I There's no story that tells me that. But I assume if you're able to be taken down by weight that fast and you can't flail yeah. and like keep yourself up to the top. And they said he just wasn't able to get out of them fast enough. Yeah, and that's the thing. You could understand if he couldn't get out of the waders that it would be hard to pull yourself up because then you've got – it's almost like the same thing as air resistance, only it's water resistance. You've got a big mm-hmm. bottle – a big uh, sort of – yeah, like a bucket of water that you're in, and you're trying to pull yourself up against that inertia that that would be a difficult thing. But, yeah, I, I don't know why he wasn't able to get out of them unless, like I said, they were the kind that clip onto your belt, which in a few seconds would be much harder to get out of than just sliding them off of your shoulders and, and going up. I, are they that, and we'll get to your calls here in a second, but are they that airtight that if they're open at the top, no, they could fill with water uh, and it wouldn't come out somewhere? If it wouldn't come out the bottom, right, because it would have to come out down by where your feet are. But if it's not watertight down by your feet, then they're pointless. Then, then ju- water seeps up. Right, but I just, that's not that can't be that much water that would weigh you down to the point that you wouldn't come back up. Yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's go to the phone and, and see if Scott in Osawatomie has any insight on all this. Hey, Scott, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, been there, done this. Tell us. But I, su- I survived it. So what happens is you put your waders on, it's cold, and then you put your coat over top, your winter coat over top your waders. Oh. Once you get that wader filled up, you ain't ever going to. I actually carry a knife with me just in case that ever happens, but I will never wear my waders under a coat again. And that's what happened to me. I stepped in a hole, filled it up. I got out, but it, the point is you have a coat over top of your waders try to take off suspenders you got to take off your coat the water's cold right the pressure on your weight and the waders do fill up that fast and usually you'll tip upside down sometimes too wow 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't even thought about the coat, but you're right. If, if you're wearing a coat over top of it, you can't slide out of those shoulder straps. There's nowhere for them to go. No, and so they how, have two versions. They have a neoprene, which are much tighter to the body, uh-huh. which I like better because you don't get as much water. And then they have a rubber version and a canvas version, and they're bigger. And I'm telling you, probably 20 gallons of water, 30 gallons of water will go in so easily. Right. And if you're talking about, what is it, uh, is it nine pounds to a gallon or 11? Yep. Yeah, something like that. Hey, that's Yeah, that's tremendously heavy to try to pull up with you. How did you get out? I actually, I uh, was lucky I just slipped the coat off. And so, and I was scared. I grabbed a pole, but I grew up guiding waterfowl. So it was the same thing. I stepped in a hole. That happens all the time. All Scott, the time. forgive the dumb question, but does the ability to swim or not swim make a difference? It's gone. Your ability to okay. swim is gone because of the, the pressure. And when you put a pair of waders on, it's like you, you say you died. You feel that pressure. You'll feel that pressure, too, in your waders. And once they get filled up, it just now. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, a dangerous sport. And then you got to look at hypothermia, probably. What kills most of the people who waterfowl hunting would be hypothermia. Yep. Yeah, well, we're glad you made it out. Uh, thanks a lot for the for the information. And I'm sorry that happened. It must have been a terrifying thing to go through. Water, by the way, 8.34 pounds to a gallon. So, yeah, it was right the first time, just, just a little shy of 9 pounds to a gallon. So, yeah, if you get 30 gallons in there, that's 280 pounds you're trying to drag up with you. That's not going to happen. Um. 913-586-7798. Somebody's trying to compare them to galoshes as if I that's going to help me make sense of this. Um, it just, it, this is just tragic. It's just hard to imagine. And maybe this happens more often than I think where you just hit that drop off. I, I just assume there was an element of panic maybe, but mm-hmm. if you have more experience with it, 913-586-7798. We'll get to more of your comments on this next on KMBZ. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Talking about the story out of Sooner Lake, Oklahoma, 24-year-old Oklahoma State University graduate student Jackson Williams was out duck hunting, was wearing waders, went into Sooner Lake to retrieve the duck that he had shot. And at some point, he hit a drop-off in the water. 
Uh, Game Warden said water overcame his waders and he did not return to the surface. Uh, it took several other agencies to get together and they found him on the lake floor and then were able to pull him to the surface and he obviously had died. And we were just working through how that can happen. Yeah, we'll go back to the phones on that. A bunch of you want to chime in on this and uh, give a little more insight into how this all goes down. And we'll go to LeCompton where Joel is listening in. Hello, Joel. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, well, my take on it was I had a similar incident a couple of years ago, but I was wearing chest waders. Okay. And, and what happens then is that uh, I fell. The water wasn't real deep. It was only about maybe waist deep. But my feet went up, and the air gets trapped in the feet, so they act like balloons. And then you can't get your feet back under you. So you do. And you, I also, so you also lose had the... the gun. I had the gun slung around my my neck, and so I had that weighing me down. Okay. So I had to kind of do a reach for the bottom move, so I could get my feet back under me. And then... hmm. but I can see how you'd have that problem with hip waders. It's not going to trap the air in it, and it's the weight of the boots and the water is just going to pull you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be real easy to get the get those hip waders off real quick either. Yeah, and that's and thank you, thanks very much for the call, Joel. Yeah, that's what the previous caller had said that if you have a jacket or something like that on over top of it, that's going to keep that in there. Um, I wonder, I mean, you've had the scuba training, so you know, yeah. I mean, especially Which is my like, point. It's my only point of reference here. Yeah. Is and, that. And when you get into that murky water, they tell you, you, you will feel like, you know, where up is you don't, yeah. and you're supposed to follow your bubbles, right? Yeah. And you can kind of, um, yeah, that's why you get a lot of navigation training also in terms of being able to know where you are, but yeah, it's. I mean, frankly, we're told to stay out of those waters. I mean, because because when you're scuba diving, the point is to look for stuff. Yeah. And if the water, if visibility isn't good, usually don't go. Um, but it, I'm just thinking of like the situations where you're taught about like, what if um, your mask comes off? What if you lose your equipment? What if you're, you suddenly can't breathe? What, you know, all these things that you're taught. And just what you know is that panic can take a lot of that away. Like panic can take a lot of your ability to problem solve away really quickly, which, you know, when you hit a drop off and he doesn't have an oxygen tank, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Somebody asked on the text line, if he was alone, we don't know. Yeah. And, and even if he weren't, I mean, the way that they made it sound, he went down so fast and it was just, he was gone and then never came back up that if it was that bad for him, that even anybody who was there with him may not have had time or been able to go over but yeah there's no indication that he was with anybody else which may not have helped a couple of you have pointed out you're not supposed to go out into the waters like that alone yeah somebody just pointed out um if you've been duck hunting somebody said bring a dog with you to go and retrieve what you in a case like that yeah um so that you don't go out into the water um this shows you how little i know about duck hunting very, very, very little. Yep. So uh, we'll go to Mike in Topeka next and see what he has to add in. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Um, <clears throat> I do think uh, some of this comes down to um, inexperience and uh, probably lack of training. Um, I'd be curious to know, you know, most hunters have to go through a hunter safety course, um, and I'm sure they're all a little different. The one that I took 
actually had us go into a pool during the summer months with waders on, both the waist-high waders and chest-high waders, specifically so that we could experience ourselves with what to do if this very thing happens. Um, I carry a knife with me, uh, just like the other caller said. Um, I do take my dog with me um, because, yeah, I try to avoid the water. But then also, um, I have a seven-foot pole, so it's about a foot taller than I am, um, that I take with me that I'm constantly probing for so that I'm not just walking into what, you know, the unknown in front of me. Um, yeah. And then one last thing, if, if he's out there duck hunting, um, it's very likely that um, he was wearing a hunter's vest that had extra ammunition in it. So that could have helped weigh him down as well and pull him top down into the water. Yeah, it, it just interested me because uh, they went on and on in this article about, I mean, he's obviously, it's it's part of his area of study, too, that this guy not only is out in the water and out in the wildlife because of what he was doing, you know, for school, but right. he they also said he's an avid duck hunter. That This wasn't his first yeah. rodeo. And, and an it, educator, like at the OSU Extension and yeah. agriculture and 4-H. And when somebody with that level of training and experience ends up dead because of something that simple, it just raises a lot of questions, you know? Right. And the thing that that comes to my mind is that just because they they teach a class on hunting doesn't necessarily mean that they've actually gone through hunter safety courses or taken that level of training to kind of have that understanding that, you know, I'm out in the wild and anything can happen to me at any point. You know, if I I step on a bear trap or, you know, I, I break my ankle or in this case, you know, you fall into a chasm and you don't, you know, a lot of it is that panic mode that kicks in and you don't know how to properly respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mythbusters did a great video on a car sinking and that if you try to open the door while it's sinking, you'll never get that door open. But yep. if you stay calm and you take a deep breath, as soon as the, the water fills up the cabin, you can open the door easily. And so, you know, in this kind of situation, if he had just, you know, calmed himself and, and take a moment to kind of orient and then cut himself free, he may have survived. But yeah. that requires training. And right, and the ability to think and not panic, like Jamie said, yeah, well done, exactly, Mike. Yeah, yeah, thank you, exactly. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, that, Mike. That uh, that's that's also the thing about the cars going into the water. That's also a great argument for the old crank style windows. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, another story for another day. But yeah, I did see that episode of MythBusters. It was fascinating. You got to wait for the pressure to equalize, and and those are all things that we can sit here afterward in a nice, calm, very cold studio and, and think about <laughs> mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, yeah, you should have done this. But in the moment, yeah, it's very hard to keep your head about you. Boy, uh, a lot of you were saying you bring dogs with you. Yeah, when you go hunting for that reason. Coming up over and over again. Yeah, thank you, Text Line, for that. We'll go to Kansas City next, where Lyle is listening in. Hey, Lyle. Yes, can you hear me? Hear you fine. Okay. Um, Fly fishermen for many years. I go to K&K Fly Fishers in in, uh, Overland Park. The thing they taught me 30 years ago when you're in waders, chest waders, and you see it all the time, nobody's doing it. You have a belt that you put on over your waders, uh, at waist height, they're slightly above, and you cinch it down. Fly fishermen been fly fishing a long time. I've all been down the water. I've been down twice over my head. But that way you don't have all that water pouring into your waders, which you can't survive from if you're over your head. But if you, you have a chance, if you're wearing a belt, most people do not put belts on over their waders. 
That's a great point. All right. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Lyle. Um, yeah, I had never. And again, why would we have thought of that? Because we've never been. But uh, yeah, it, that makes perfect sense that like you were saying, I mean, you, the water doesn't come in from the bottom. It can only come in from the top. If he could stop that from happening, then he wouldn't have had near the trouble that he was having. It still would have been tight, but he may have been able to survive that way. Well, and I just think like. I think about what most of us do when, especially if you, if you're not a good swimmer, you can't swim at all. And mm -hmm. suddenly there's a drop off or suddenly something happens in the water. The first thing you start doing is you flail. Yeah. I mean, you start to do things to keep your head above water. How did it happen that fast that he couldn't, and maybe he did, who knows? I mean, maybe he did, but how does it happen so that just the movement of your arms and that panic doesn't keep you afloat yeah you're just trying to pull way too much back up to the surface it's, yeah. it's just way too heavy um let's wind it up with jim and spring hill up next hey jim good morning hey what do you know i i'm 76 years old i've been hunting uh ducks for 60 years let me uh uh inform you on two different things there's hip waders that do attach to your belt they have a little loop and they attach to the and they only come up to your hip basically then there's chest waders that come up to your chest now, what the gentleman said before, all new chest waders now, and they insist, come with a belt that goes around your chest so you cinch it down as tight as you can take, like you like you would cinch your pants, and the water will not get in, or not much water will not get into your waders. So if you're not wearing a belt on your way, if you have chest waders with shoulder straps, get rid of them, put a belt around your, around your chest, and that will save you from the waders filling up. You might get a little water in there, but they won't fill up. Let me ask you this, Jim. Uh, for the ones that go up over your shoulders, for the chest waders like that, that have those straps that come up over your shoulders, do those uh -huh. do those straps have quick releases on them? No. Well, they should. No you, you can take them off your shoulders. No now, let me tell you an incident with a friend of mine. He was walking in front of me, uh, duck hunting. He went underwater. Now we're talking about 20 feet of water. Yep. He, he, he didn't have what that other gentleman said. Always, if you're duck hunting and you're going out to get the decoys or going out to get the duck or whatever you're doing, have a pole with you so you know what's in front of you, at least two feet in front of it, because there could be drop-offs that just drop off. Anyway, he went underwater, 20 feet of water. He went, held his breath, got to the bottom, got on his knees. Now, this, this gentleman who drowned probably walked in from the bank into the steep water. Mm -hmm. Get on your knees. This sounds doesn't sound right, but it is right. As you, when you go to the bottom, get on your knees. You're holding your breath and crawl up from the way you came to the to where the water's shallow and you can stand up. There's no way you can get up out of your waders with that much weight and the suction that the water holds you to come to the top yourself. You don't come up like with a any kind of weights on in the ocean or something like that. Yeah. Get on your knees. Get to the bottom. Now, if you're in 40 feet of water, you might not be able to. But he's walking from, he shot the duck maybe 10, 20 yards from where he is. He should have got, and he was inexperienced probably, and I've been doing this for 60 years. Anyway, this friend of mine got on his knees, crawled up to the bank, and now this is the stupid part, leaned up against a tree upside down, dumped the water out of his waders, and went back out again. <laughs> that's dedication. <laughs> All right. Hey, and went back out again. Jim, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's what I wonder is if the straps is, they come up over your shoulders, 
if those had the quick releases on them, the, the little snap hooks that, mm-hmm. that snap together, and you could just reach up with each hand and unsnap them, and then you're out of the waders. You, you wouldn't have to get the, the, you wouldn't have to slide them off of your shoulders that way. You don't have to worry about your jacket. They would just come off. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what else we're going to hear about it. We haven't heard anything about services or anything. His family's talking a lot about, he was a graduate student. He was 24. So I assume he was probably pretty close to finishing school. Um, so if we hear anything more about him or, or anything more about what happened there, we'll certainly get further into that. All right. We'll take a break to wrap the hour. Be ready. We're going to pick on Tesla again for a little bit because of the cyber truck. Now we'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Oh, Tesla. Here we are yet again. Uh, major recall. It's another day, another recall from Tesla. We can get to that if we have time. The bigger story, though, is about what happened with this cyber truck. And I feel like I've heard no good news about ever. <laughs> All I ever hear about the cyber truck is the problems is that we have with how it. How much it fails, yes. Including this time. Yes. Yep. Yeah, this one was a pre release cyber truck that was taken out into California's Stanislaus National, National Forest. Uh, this is reported by Jalopnik, and they said it was probably a publicity stunt. So they they go into out, out into a snowy forest in California. They take the cyber truck off road to show what it can do while it was out there and what it did was get stuck and had to be rescued. And I'll tell you what, if the folks at Ford are not already in negotiations to buy this video of a Ford F-Series truck pulling mm-hmm. the cyber truck out of where it got stuck in the snow, they really ought to be. I mean, <laughs> that's gold for them. Yeah, Tesla's shiny new, you know, stainless steel doorstop, and we had to go rescue one. <laughs> Um, And now they said, Jalopnik, in all deference to what happened here, they said there were a couple of problems. First of all, the Cybertruck comes with General Motors, uh, or uh, Goodyear, rather. It comes with Goodyear all-weather tires, which are not snow tires. That's not what they're built for. They're not built for off-roading. It's built for being on the road. That was a problem. They also said the lockers, and I'm thinking what they mean there is the hub lockers for four-wheel drive. Uh, were not available because of a software issue. Oh. So now in the video, you can see all four wheels turning at the same time. But if those hubs aren't locked, you could have problems there with the wheels not spinning at the same rate. I mean, it could cause all kinds of problems. So uh, that wasn't there. But and it wasn't, um, you know, they said it wasn't in piste, which is the the part of um, the snowpack on a mountain where they pack it down. That's where you ski. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that. It was just loose snow. So it was a little tougher to navigate. But I'm looking at the pictures, and it was not terribly steep. The angle at which this thing was trying to no. get up. it doesn't. It's not like it was trying to get up a mountainside. It was just trying to get up a small rise and could not do it. So, of course, all of the cyber truck haters are coming out of the woodwork going, ha, 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 yeah, another fail. You had to get rescued by a Ford. Well done. I don't even like the word stuck. Yeah. It's stuck in that it couldn't move, but it's not stuck in snow. The yes. wheels are just spinning. It's not like it went into a snowbank or something, like has happened to me. It, it It's not like it can't dig itself out. It's just the wheels are spinning Yeah, it, it constantly. Just, it couldn't get out of where it was. So it was moving around. It just wasn't moving in the direction they wanted it to go. Uh, they also point out that there was another video that surfaced recently of a, uh, of a cyber truck on a switchback, which is that's the road that goes up a mountain that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Is, so you can mm-hmm. go up a very steep mountain without hitting a very steep grade. 
and it hit one of the curves on that switchback and couldn't make it. Had to do a three-point turn because apparently the Cybertruck corners like an oil tanker. So, uh, yeah, they, they said it's it's apparently still got some pre-production issues they need to work out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can see the video if you would like to go and check that out <laughs> online. Um, forgive me, is it available for public anything yet the, the cyber truck it is not the, okay, they're all pre-production so. they're getting ready so they say i mean the first one it seems like it was about three years ago when there was one that came through town one of the pre-production cyber trucks and there were all kinds of people putting pictures of it up online so it's been a little while but uh they they still have some things to do before they make this thing if it ever sees wide release i'm not convinced it's going to and then real quick Tesla is recalling nearly all 2 million of its cars on U.S. roads to limit the use of its autopilot feature after a two-year investigation by safety regulators in the U.S. Yep. Yeah, this is NHTSA going, okay, you keep calling this autopilot. Uh, <laughs> it isn't, and, and you're going to really need to limit the use of this thing. So, uh, I mean, there are... A bunch of different auto manufacturers, mostly in the electric vehicles, but not all, have something similar to this where they can keep you in the lane. It'll make subtle, you know, curves and things like that. But too many people see full self-driving mode and go, oh, I can hit a button and go to sleep. Good night, everybody. So no. they, they don't want that happening anymore. 1,000 wrecks they investigated. Um, and so they said, yeah, I can give you a false sense of security. When they say recall, okay, so after the recall, the auto steer will be turned on and will more routinely check on the attention level. Okay. So you can't just let it do what it wants. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up in the next hour, what a preschool teacher did to get kids to calm down a bit that's got parents upset. That and a lot more to come here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.